How many times have you been inside a property and the customer you've got on with fantastic and they've said to you, do you do anything else? Can you fit kitchens? Can you fit bathrooms? Or can you do anything else? Well, it's got me thinking, can electricians do anything else? Can we advance into other trades maybe? Can electricians become a builder? Or can builders become electricians even? Because there are companies out there that they do it all. They fit kitchens, they fit bedrooms, they fit bathrooms, and they even renovate the whole house. So is it a good idea to go into maybe doing more work, like the plumbing side of it, the kitchen fit inside, the bathroom fit inside of things, and the tiling, to do more trades to build your business bigger? Number one, is it a good idea? And two, how difficult is it to maybe get into them other trades and maybe learn some of them other trades to be able to offer them services to your customers. It makes me think. Toolbox Talks for Electricians. This podcast is to help electricians reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Hello and welcome back once again. And if this is your first time tuning in to Toolbox Talks for Electricians, well, I'm glad you're here. And the idea of this podcast it came from an electrician that I met in CEF Live 2023. We were talking away and he mentioned that he'd like to maybe get into fitting bathrooms or kitchens. So Brad, if you're listening, this one's for you, mate. Over 20 years of being in the electrical trade or working as a tradesman, so to speak, I've always tried my hands at maybe something a little bit different, maybe fitting radiators or I've even had a go at a bit of plastering. It didn't work out, I'll be honest. It took me ages. I didn't know that you had to let plastering go off for so long before you can shine it up to get a glass finish. Not that my plastering was actually a glass finish. I was rubbish. And carpentry as well. I'll give that a go. Which, I say give it a go. It would give it a go in my own house. It was rubbish. To get them corners mitered perfectly, you need the right kit. And, well, I think you need the right training to be able to do it. So giving these things a go, maybe plumbing, building, carpentry, it's made me realise one thing. It made me realise that every trade has its own set of skills. But that's not to say that you can't learn them all. I do know some electricians that they do offer other services, like maybe plumbing. There's electricians that are also qualified plumbers that do plumbing and electrics which is a bonus sort of thing i suppose you can do both in your business where you can go along you can fit the heating system and you can also fit the wiring for them as well so it's an all-in-one sort of service for the customer but the skills that you have or you develop over time obviously as an electrician it makes you a bit of a perfectionist i think i'm a bit of a perfectionist in my work where you have to be these days because with the rcbo's and the afdds there's no room for fault things just don't work you must know that if you install maybe a neutral in the wrong place inside a fuse board that will trip the rcd you get a loose neutral if it's too loose that will also trip the rcd or trip the afdd there's no room for fault these days and if for for a good reason i suppose because obviously there's a lot of electrical fires that happen all over the uk so yeah you have to be qualified and know what you're doing but like many of us, maybe well, male of the species or not just qualified electricians, we all become a DIY Dave in our own house. If we've got a job to do, maybe a bank holiday Monday and the missus says, oh, I'd like some decking out the back. You turn into a bit of a DIY Dave on your own house. You give things a go and you're determined to make a good job of it. Whether it's decking, 
Yep, you can give that a go. Or painting, amount of the amount of times you decorated your own house, you must have got a dab hand at a bit of painting. Or fitting wardrobes. You go to IKEA for the weekend, you pick up a load of wardrobes. Yes, you've got to fit them together. Rather than call someone in, a chippy, to do it for you, you think, yeah, I can follow a few instructions and put a wardrobe together. And to be honest with you, most of us can. We do. We fit wardrobes. I enjoy doing it sometimes. But not all the time. I don't want to go IKEA every weekend because, yeah, my missus, she'll spend the fortune. And I have been known in the past to change a few taps. Shower head, yeah, fine, I can change a shower head. That's easy, I screw, off, screw on and off. But putting the supply to it, when you've got a solder or a pipe, I've never soldered a, soldered a water pipe. Just because I know it'll leak. I'm not qualified in it. I've never done it. So I'd rather get a plumber to do that. That are qualified and professional will do it. That maybe they do it every day. So yeah, they do a good job. And they, they've got the equipment to test it. To show that it's... It's not going to freaking leak later on, basically. So all these little jobs that you do, you give it a go. As a homeowner, when you own your own house, you're always doing these little DIY Dave jobs, giving things a go. A bit of plumbing, a bit of carpentry, a bit of painting, decorating. You're giving things a go. And sometimes you might find out that I'm not too bad at that. I have got a steady hand. I can do that cutting in around that COVID, and it looks pretty good. But are you good enough to be able to charge a customer for that service? And I don't think really it's a good idea to say, right, hang your test kit up, sell that thousands of pounds worth of electrical kit that you've got in your van and just uh, get a paintbrush to start painting and decorating or get some other kit to do some other trade. It can maybe be an addition to what you're doing to maybe if you're f at someone's house fitting a light and they say, oh, I need to fit these lights inside a wardrobe, but the wardrobe's not built. You can maybe say, well, I'll build that wardrobe for you. I can do that at a cost as well, obviously. So there's another additional service that you can offer to make your life or your business that little bit better. You can go above and beyond other electricians, maybe. And if you've never done it before, you've never maybe fitted a wardrobe or you've never changed a radiator, I wouldn't say go out and advertise yourself straight away saying, yeah, I can do all trades. I'm a bit of a DIY guy. I can do this. I can do that. Yeah, anyone can hang a, hang a picture. I understand that. You've hung so many pictures in people's houses because they said, oh, your drill goes into that wall quite well. Well, yeah, it's a proper drill. It does the work. So I've hung a few pictures for people, but maybe changing a radiator or changing a tap, I wouldn't basically charge them to do or I wouldn't even attempt it because I don't want to get called up saying that there's a leak. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to ruin the house. My insurance wouldn't cover me for leaks. So yeah, I don't necessarily advertise myself to do that for the normal customer. It would be an advantage, however, if you could maybe try your hand at something, maybe something in your own house that you could try your hand at to see if you're any good and maybe for family and friends. Well, I suppose you get phoned up all the time because you've got the kit as an electrician. You've got the drills and the drill drivers and all. You've got so much kit that you can actually fit a radiator or you can fit a wardrobe and put lighting in it and things like that. So maybe doing it for family and friends first to give it a go to see if you can actually do it. Or another advantage would be if you've got friends that are chippies, that are builders, and you're thinking of maybe offering that service within your business, go work with them for a bit. Get a little bit of experience because I don't think you can just turn your hand up and go, yeah, I'll build that wall for you. It, it, I've seen people try and do it. It doesn't work out. You, you don't know the, 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 the skills that maybe a builder's got because it's, it's the same as any other trade. A plumber doesn't know what the electrician 
uh, skills they've got to be able to find the fault. So a lot of times plumbers don't care. If it doesn't work and it's not a plumbing fault, they go, right, it's electrical fault. See you later. Get an electrician. And it's the same with a with a, a electrician. They'll go around and they'll test it and the radiators aren't getting hot, but the ball is firing up and the ball is going, so that's going to be a plumbing fault. So we pass it on to another trade. But it could be an advantage if you could find out a common fault or find out to check that a little bit further. A little bit more knowledge within that installation would help your business get bigger and better because you'll, you'll be looked at as more knowledgeable and obviously your customers will think you're fantastic. So it would be a good idea to maybe know a little bit more about plumbing. Because like anything, like I said before, a skill, it does take time to learn and time to master. I've done it myself before. I was selling a house. So I thought, right, I'll change all the radiators. It took me about half a day to change one radiator. It was an awkward position radiator in like a, a bay window of a house. And it just took me so long to get that sealed. I had it on and off a few times. I had to drain the system. I think I, I rung up my, pl my plumber mate to say, look, what do I do? What do I need to do to drain the system? Make sure it's not going to leak everywhere. And you just shut the stop clocks off. and Not the stop clock, sorry, but you shut the TRVs off just to change the radiator. So yeah, it wasn't too bad, but it took me half a day. And the rest of the radiators, I thought, scrap this. I'm not going to do this. It's taking me ages. So I phoned him up. He'd done about five more radiators the same day for the rest of the day. It, it, and it cost me less. It cost me less time. So you've got to weigh up, basically. How much time are you going to spend doing another trade's job when you could possibly pay someone else to do it a lot cheaper? And the thing is, you'll find as well that in every trade... They have a specific tools to do the job that make their job easy, that make it more professional, that make it better. I was working on a property once, doing some garden lighting, and she said, oh, Ben, I've had a tree surgeon come out, and he says it's going to cost me £600 to chop that tree halfway down. I knew the lady, so I said, well, I've got a chainsaw. I can do that. So I, I nipped off. I got, a chain, got my chainsaw, and I got a friend to come and give me a hand so I could obviously get the... The, the branches down safely. Well, yeah, it didn't work out like that. I got hacking away, I went straight at it. I thought, well, I could make an extra 500 pound here today. And I hacked at a branch and it fell straight through the shed roof. Well, luckily she was gonna replace that shed anyway. But you think about it, that could have been dangerous. Someone could have got hurt. I could have hit that chainsaw, could have smashed around and cut my leg off or anything. There's a reason why tree surgeons maybe charge so much that I'm assuming that their kit cost a fortune. It's a lot better. My chainsaw was blunt. I just thought I was doing the lady a favour because she didn't have much money. But, yeah, I probably wouldn't attempt my hand at tree surgeon again. That was pretty dangerous. Not only was it pretty dangerous, I had to go to the tip three times in my van and cover my van in frigging leaves because she didn't want us to leave it in the garden. We had to take it down the tip. And as an electrician, you know your van's covered in kit and you've got shelving or racking. I didn't really want to fill it with branches. So yeah, I sort of shot myself in the foot there by saying, yeah, I can do this, I'll do this for you. You think you're doing a good deed, but in the long run, it doesn't turn out that way. And this makes you realise a little bit more why people are trained to do it, like why tree surgeons are trained to cut trees down properly, and why electricians, like a lot of people don't understand why you test it, why you get this kit out, you do this test, that test. Well, these tests are made to make sure that that circuit's safe to use, and it's not gonna go off when you leave 10 minutes down the line, or 10 minutes down the road. You want that circuit to work 
well, for forever. You, you want it to be safe. And if anything does go wrong, you want it to trip the fuse. This is the whole reason we do a test, because obviously we know that a loose connection can cause arcing. Arcing causes heat. Heat causes things to melt. And then melting causes fires. We don't want this to happen. And that is the whole reason for our testing. But a lot of people don't understand that because they're not trained. Electricians are trained in this. This is why we know this. And I'm assuming there's a lot of aspects to different trades as well. Like maybe tree surgeons, why they cut off little bits at a time. More than likely so the branches don't fall through the shed. Or plumbers. I haven't got an example for plumbers because I don't know plumbing. But I'm assuming there's a lot of things they do to check that there's no gas leaks. Because... Yeah, gas can kill, and you don't want a gas leak in your house. So every skill has, every trade has its own set of skills. And you need to know a decent amount about that trade or that job to be able to carry it out, to carry it out to last. Uh, tiling is another one. I look at tiling and think, yeah, I can do that. I can take my time. I can do a decent set of tiles on maybe a wall or underfloor heating. That's a massive one that I, I didn't know. I didn't know about underfloor heating. I've laid underfloor heating before and then a tile has come along. But I didn't know you had to have a certain flexible adhesive for underfloor heating because obviously it expands and moves. And if you don't put that down, the grout inside is just going to crack and look rubbish. Well, this is something that you know. Like This is the skill that maybe tilers know. So that's something that I wouldn't even thought of as being an electrician. I've done it in my own house before. I've put underfloor heating down and tiled it myself. But I didn't use flexible grout to put down. So I wondered why it came up over time. It looked fantastic to start with before, I don't know, before three months or four months time down the road. After using it for a little while, if it coming on and off, and obviously you keep it on so it's trickle heating to keep the floor nice and warm, but the tiles come loose. And yeah, it was a DIY Dave job. I tried my hand at something, which I will not will not do again because I learnt my lesson. So that's one option of maybe learning a trade, but maybe working with a builder, working with a plumber, working with a carpenter to make sure that you know what you're doing. Or better still, get a, get qualified as a chippy or a plaster or a builder. Get qualified, go to college, do a course. That's a long-winded way, without a doubt. But if your business... In your business, you get offered a job to say, hey, um, you're quite good and I'll get on with you. Do you know any good builders that you could do an extension for us? And yeah, I bet you do. You better know a few builders. You could always just pass a number over. But what if you could say to them, I can give you a quote for the whole lot. That would be a good advantage. So in your business, you could take on subcontractors. You could be the main contractor for that for that job, for that customer. Because obviously you get on with the customer, you've good, got a good relationship with that customer. You could subcontract the builders, the plumbers, the carpenters, everybody in beneath you. And this is something that I've done before because I've gotten so well with the customer and they trust you in their house, they trust you around their their belongings. So they say, oh, can, can you just get the builder in? Can you get this plumber in? Can you get this chippy in? And obviously, it's not a, not a bad idea. Yes, I can. I can make sure that they're there. I can be responsible for them. I will take on the responsibility because as an electrician or a tradesman, you must know good and bad plasterers, plumbers, builders. So you're not going to put someone in there that's going to do a rubbish job or even ruin the house. You, in effect, are going to be the orchestra 
and you're going to be the person that may basically maintains all the job and make sure everyone gets paid on time, make sure everyone's happy, make sure the customer's happy with the work, and just to do things by the book, basically, so nothing can go wrong. I think it's a trait maybe we learn as electricians to be a bit, like I said before, a perfectionist. So I like things being organised. I like the timing where the electrics come first. Electrics and plumbing in a kitchen. After you've ripped out, you can rip out the kitchen yourself. I'm assuming that's not a big deal unless there's a gas hob. Get a plumber to disconnect that. But then once you get the electrics in, the plumbing in for the first fix, and then you get the kitchen fitting in, kitchen fitter in, and then you get the carpenter in. Obviously, I don't know. Sometimes they have granite um, granite sideboards. You've got to get a special company to come measure up the granite. Granite. There's all different stages. I hate it. I've been there before. When I've turned up to a kitchen, it's all fitted, done and dusted. Oh, yeah, we want a socket over there. But you've just tiled and put all your backsplashes on. I should have been here when the kitchen was ripped out, when I could make a mess. It's a nightmare when you turn up, when you want, they want something else or something extra. When it's too late, you've just got, you've got to take all the tiles off. They've got to have the job done again. So you, some customers, they don't know how things should work. So if they employ you to be the main contractor for that job, because you know how things work, you know what stages things can go in, that could be part of your business as well as, as a project manager in effect. And then this way, employing subcontractors could be a way of not having to change your insurance because your insurance no doubt it covers you for electrical faults or electrical fires or anything electrical problems a plumber will have his own insurance that will cover him for plumbing faults or flooding or maybe a builder will have subsidence insurance or certain insurance if they do the job wrong fingers crossed it doesn't happen but the builders or plumbers or everyone else has got their own insurance so you employ employ them as a subcontractor to do the work but i would say that getting involved in projects that are at the same property that are maybe more than just a week because if you think about it on a rewire maximum on, on a rewire of a three or four bed house it's going to take you a week so maximum time you're there is maybe two weeks and sometimes a whole renovation of a property, you'll be there for a few weeks. So you can't rush things. I, I always assume any job I do, yeah, it'll take me a couple of weeks maximum. Not really. Sometimes if you've got to wait for other trades to do their bit, you've got to give that trade a week to maybe fit the kitchen or a week to maybe tile the bathroom or something like that. You've got to give it time. And the time timing thing was something I think that I struggled with. I liked things to be organised and go lovely and smooth. And it doesn't always happen when you get other people involved or other trades involved. It doesn't always happen like that. And I'm, I, I liked things to go smoothly, so I sort of don't do that anymore while organised jobs because it played on my mind a bit. Because you don't just have one job running. There's no good if you're a qualified electrician and you're not, you're not making any money on that job. There's no point in you being there. So you can obviously go off and do another job. And as it goes, you get busier and better and you've got two or three jobs on the go. So you're here, there and everywhere, especially if they're miles apart. You've got to turn up to different jobs at different times and just keep them all flowing perfectly. And this is where you need to expand, I think, as a project manager. You maybe need to get another electrician to be on that site to do the job for you or you get a couple of electricians or an apprentice maybe that could maybe keep that job going if there's any electrical needs on that job because there's always stages where someone will phone you up and say right um, the customer's decided to also have 
all the undercovered lights when well, you ain't running a supply of the undercovered lights so you're going to have to think about how you're going to do that and it's at a position where the blaster is coming tomorrow so you think right yeah i've got to turn up on site and get that done and this is something that i realize now that you don't have to do it all yourself you can use other trades or other electricians to help a project advance or help a job a project get completed because if you're good at organizing jobs you can be that main contractor you can be the person that oversees everybody else and keeps control of all the subcontractors that will work for you basically underneath you and this way you don't have to go out and buy all the specialized kit as well like you, you know that all the, the builders they have the petrol grinders and the plumbers have the, the gas testers you don't have to go out or save your fortune you can just be the main contractor to basically dictate to everyone else to say right you're going here you're doing this you're doing that because everyone's heard of the diy dave and these people are not qualified in anything but they do they tend to give things a go and nine times out of ten yeah they're long enough to give things a go and to make it look nice until they've got in the van and drove off the drive well it's not really a good idea how you want to run a business is it I always say to customers that I, whatever work I do, I do it to last. I do it to last forever, not just for a couple of weeks until I get paid. I do it to last a long time and I do it properly. This is what I want to do. Because you must admit that going back to a job, is it ain't fun. It's a bit embarrassing sometimes as well. Whether you took a little bit of a shortcut and you didn't do the job properly or you thought you did it properly... But it didn't stand the test of time. The, the kit you used was maybe rubbish. Or there was a bit of a loose connection. You connected onto a circuit that you didn't test. Like It's maybe a little bit embarrassing when you've done something wrong. It happens, obviously. It does happen. It happens to everyone. You maybe forgotten something or just missed something. It's safe, but it just didn't stand the test of time. It didn't work. It makes you look bad. But looking bad is probably better than getting sued by the police because if i ever go back to a job i want to be able to go back to it. i want that customer to be able to ring me up going the circuit's tripped i'm not happy rather than no call at all because that house has caught fire and yeah they can't ring because they're dead because you're at fault yeah fair enough we've got insurance to cover to rebuild the house but there's no amount of money that can bring a life back this has happened to me once before i did a kitchen and two years down the line, some some random person I'd never met before called me up and said, we've had a fire in our kitchen. And basically, they'd bought the house off the previous owner that I did the kitchen for, and they'd have a, had a fire, but then my name was on that Part P certificate. So I said, they called me up. And I'm confident that I do nothing wrong. So I dropped what I did, basically. They had a fire. I was, you, everyone's worried that the police are going to get involved. Are you going to get sued? Are you going to have to use insurance? You're going to lose your reputation. So I was worried. So I went straight over there. I not raced over there, but I went over there because they said the fire engine had been a little bit put out. They didn't actually have a fire in their kitchen. They had a fire in their shed. But she reckons that it came, it obviously came, but it was fed from the kitchen. I rewired the kitchen when I was in there. I took a new ring main in there. It was all new wiring. It was red and brown, so... I knew if anything was red and brown, I touched. Because if anything, you, you don't connect on to a re red and brown, brown and blue, sorry. You don't connect on to a circuit without testing it. There's no point because if then it will make your installation rubbish. So I didn't bother 
connecting onto the old the old circuit that's in the kitchen. I ripped it all out and just did it all again because that's what I like doing because then I know for definite that everything I've done is to a high standard and it's done properly. And I like to guarantee my work. So I went there and their fire was in the garage. It was up the garden. Thankfully, none of the house was um, damaged and they were all okay. That's the first thing I asked on the phone. Did anyone get hurt? They said, nope, no one got hurt. The fire brigade come, put it out. We're all fantastic. Well, out of courtesy, whilst I was there, I went to the garage and I chased the 2.5 cable that was clipped under the bushes all over. There was loads of bushes so I could see where it was going. Someone had run it from the house and they hadn't run it from a socket. They'd gone to the front of the house, drilled into the, the void below the floor and connected it into a JB. You would never have known that that was there. I would never have known. I didn't even do anything in the living room. So I was... I was well, I was chuffed that it weren't my fault. I didn't do it. It obviously tripped the fuse and stuff after a little while, but that, I don't know what they plugged into the garage, something overloaded it and made that fire happen. It made that cable burn and something along the line. It had been there for years. It was red and black cable. The ring main inside the living room was also red and black cable. So that was it. It was nothing to do with me. I explained this to the customer and they were more than happy. I was so happy that it wasn't my fault or it wasn't anything to do with me. I didn't even charge him for going over there. I give him a quote. I said, well, I said I'd give him a quote to rewire the circuits because they're old and they couldn't handle it. But obviously disconnecting that spur that was 30 metres down the bleeding garden was an advantage and it wouldn't happen again. And I said that you won't be able to reconnect it. You can't just throw a new cable in there and I wouldn't do it like that. So if you want a quote for me to put new power to your shed, yeah, it's going to be done properly and it's going to come from the fuse board properly. But yeah, I'll give them a quote and they never did call me back. But I'm assuming it was too expensive. And this is a perfect example of why tradesmen like electricians, plumbers and stuff are skilled to do that job. Like builders build, plumbers do gas and water and electricians do electrics. So it's not a fantastic idea maybe just to give something a go. If you know, maybe a little bit, I'll give this a go. Yeah, I could just uh, fit your radiator for you. Or I could add uh, maybe a lot of people that I know have just stuck underfloor heating. When the boiler that I've got in the house, it can't handle it and it ruins the boiler. So yeah, you might have paid, I don't know, three grand for your underfloor wet heating, but the boiler can't handle it with the new manifold you got in there. it's, it's Get professional. This is the thing. There's a whole reason for it. So... Don't just give things a go. I and mean, I'm assuming the builder that maybe did some work in the house, it's got to be that did this supply to the garage. It's got to be a DIY Dave or it's got to be somebody else that wasn't qualified. Because I can guarantee you, an electrician would not have run Twinning Earth to a garage. Like that length down the garden, it wouldn't have happened. But this doesn't mean that you can't do it. You can't train. You can't learn the trade. Because... A lot of people do. You can learn how to become a builder. You can learn how to even do some plumbing. You can learn how to be a carpenter. This will be the perfect idea if you're going to advance into something else. Have a qualification. Be trained. Get the insurance. Get the right kit to maybe advance in your business if you want to. Or even better still, team up with a carpenter. Team up with a builder. Team up with a plumber. Oh, teaming up with a plumber. Maybe not. You don't want to team up with a plumber. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's a bit of a rivalry between plumbers and electricians, I think. So, yeah, I don't know many electricians and plumbers that are in business together. They probably just don't get on. I wouldn't do it. 
So the long-winded answer to that question, can electricians do anything else alongside doing electrics, is yes, they can, but it's not as simple as just giving it a go. You've got to do take the right steps, exactly like we described just here. You've got to do things properly. This is the thing. Electricians love to do things properly, so carry on doing things properly and maybe getting a subcontractor in or getting qualified in that skill. Because if you think about it, how many times have you been to a job where someone said, my lights don't work in my bathroom? You've took them down. I've only just had my bathroom done. Yeah, it's because the bloody bathroom fitter give it a go and did a rubbish job because no electrician is going to get one JB and spider web out to every single downlight. They don't even teach that at college. I don't want people to do it. JBs are a bloody nightmare. Even if they've got Wagos inside, they look terrible. There's more room for fault on them JBs than I've never known. They get red hot and they get brittle. It's just a waste of time and it looks a mess. To be honest with you, it's probably cheaper to do it properly than it is to the amount of materials you use with all the JBs and it's just a mess. So you know and you, well, you know when people have, have done, when a dodgy person, DIY Dave, has done that. Don't be that person. You'll look an idiot and then later on you'll feel an idiot when it goes wrong. But you don't necessarily have to give you the, well, try your hand at maybe fitting a kitchen or building or carpentry. There is plenty of other jobs you can do as an electrician. Exactly like one of the podcasts that I'll leave down in the description below where you can do CCTV, Cat5. With your skills that you've got as an electrician, there's so many avenues you can go down if you're getting fed up with doing 240 volts. So until next time, give that a listen and see if you want to try something else. See if you want to add maybe CCTV, alarm systems or TVs or satellite to your portfolio of work that you do as an electrician. So until next time, I'll see you again. Bye-bye. Fantastic. You've made it all the way to the end. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to go that one step further by leaving a review on either Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform you're listening on to help this podcast to get in front of more electricians, to help a lot of electricians reduce stress gain back time and earn more money. It will be very much appreciated. So till next time, I'll see you again.